Welcome to the Anchored Voice. This is a podcast helping men to anchor life. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Tu. Welcome to the program. Hey, what's going on, everybody? As we are preparing for this podcast, I'm just cluing you in that this is a podcast recorded for my churches for a mental health series. However, I feel like this is very beneficial for men to listen to. So check out Gary Graham, a mental health professional counselor, as he advises us on the benefits of mental health. Check it out. All right, our presenter tonight is my brother from a different mother. I mean, it's my is as much of my brother as I can call my brother. Um, we have known each other. Actually, I've known him all my life. He's older. He's older, so he's known me a a a, a quarter or or some part of his life. But uh, going all the way back from Brooklyn, New York, at Bethel. Uh, but we started to uh, connect again when I was assigned to the Ephesus Seventh-day Adventist Church in Harlem, USA. And uh, we've just created uh, a bond. His, his two brothers, Patrick and Paul, uh, we've, we've all just been brothers for a very long time. Now, for over 20 years, Gary Graham has served in the mental health uh, community as a counselor, he's been doing this for a very long time. He's he has his he has two masters, one in public health, one in psychology, and uh, we, he is a licensed clinical mental health counselor. Uh, so he brings so much to the table. I partner with him on many uh, uh, projects where we get to speak to young men and counsel young men and women. Uh, and bring them into a better place in their life. So uh, years ago, I said, Gary, you've got to start your own business. I know you're going from job to job. One of the things I learned is, is he knows how to do job interviews. You know, he has learned how to get uh, lose one job and then get another one. But I said, Gary, you're better suited to start your own business uh, rather than just you know going from company and building up their brand. You have a brand and you have something to offer the world. And he did just that. He, you know, uh, dropped out of all the jobs he was working and started his own counseling business. And it is thriving now because it is in need. Uh, What he's going to bring to the table tonight uh, will inspire and help people aspire to peace of health, peace of mind and mental health. So we're going to uh, bring him on right now. Please welcome my brother, Gary Graham. All right, let's get you off mute too. All right, yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Phil, uh, Dr. Phil, thank you so much. Um, Everything he says is true. Uh, I see Gil, I see Mark, I see Denise in the chat. Um, we would like to see you in the chat. We're going to try to make this. Uh, I think what's important here tonight, Phil, is that I'm going to try to make this like you and I are talking. Yeah. 
And so everybody get an idea. And uh, what you said, the most valuable thing you said uh, tonight was, it is true. Um, I was moving from a job to job, uh, working my way up the corporate ladder, got knocked down some and move up. And you uh, was very instrumental and uh, letting me know that, uh, you know, you have a, a certain talent, you need to um, have your own business. So in 2019, in July, I started my own business. Um, uh, this year, July will make two years. And um, not only we're we very profitable, but we are um, making impact. So, uh, hey, Naomi, how you doing? So I, you know, when you asked me to present and then I put everything together um you really wanted to you asked if you could stay and i said maybe you should stay on so we could really talk about the reality of this you know i don't preach like my brothers i'm not a great preacher like you guys i i can speak if i need to but i think the dialogue is uh very important um before i so i want to give a shout out to my interns from columbia uh university uh they're helping moving uh things along and uh, they're very bright and uh, they're very energetic. And um, I just wanted to welcome two of them are from China. Uh, one of them is from uh, actually California slash Denver. And uh, Kim is, is from uh, New Jersey. So um, we are here to, uh, together. So not only this is part of their assignment, they were generally interested in, in coming. So um, we do the good thing. So thank you for everybody. Let's go right into it. This is a different type of um, presentation, and I uh, welcome you aboard. Uh, next slide. All right. Let's okay. get to it. Let's get to it. You controlling it? All right. right. There you go. Well, that's me. Uh, Phil did talk about that. I, I went to New York University uh, and I got rehab counseling there. And I went to uh, SUNY Downstate and I had a great career in um, not only in the mental health side, but on the hospital side. So I've seen it all. Believe it or not, Phil uh, and everybody, the hardest job that I ever had was I was a deputy director at, of patient relations at um, SUNY Downstate. Even though I use my skills there, one of the hardest things is. Uh, death. So when somebody passed away or somebody went into surgery, imagine that uh, you uh, had to solve why somebody uh, passed away. And uh, the doctor who was taking care of that was your friend or you went to uh, work. And I had to balance that. And uh, there was always a complaint. So I learned to uh, take on uh, com um, uh, those complaints. And also on the uh, addiction side, uh, I was a director at a uh, uh, methadone maintenance treatment uh, facility. And now, so now yeah. start, we, we remember start because we were there. I was there to cut the ribbon for yeah. the new start uh, uh, facility. Were you there? <laughs> you were there. Yeah. I passed by I, there. I, I was the one doing the prayer that day. Ah. Yeah, you, you're in my life too much, <laughs> but it's, it's true. <laughs> yeah, start is still there, um, and um, I had a good run over there. I really did have a good run. So, God, you know, um, when I became a patient's director, at assistant director at SUNY Downstate, you know, I was um, 
in my late thirties and, uh, going into forties. So, um, God has given me a chance to work out. And let me just say something about being a private counselor. Um, I've been able to touch more people's lives, uh, where that is. So there's so many things. And sometimes you think God does not give you something in his, in your time. He gives it in his time. So, um, I'm able to help people as much as I can. Next slide. Uh, well, you know, this is a thank you for, uh, I, I came to Rhode Island a couple of years ago and I enjoyed my time over there. And um, the last two parts of the slides is um, being alive. Um, we lost over 500,000 people. Um, I'm gonna go in a little bit into it so you understand the lecture, what is going on. And uh, when the next slide, there's a song by Barbara Streisand. One of my favorite albums um, is uh, Barbara Streisand, the Broadway album. It came out in 1986. While uh, I did li listen to uh, Jam Master J, my favorite DJ, did listen to EPMD, um, when, uh, you know, right before the golden age of hip hop, run DMC. But Barbara Streisand came out with this um, with this album. They redid the Broadway album. On, on that song, Being Alive, uh, it's by Company, written by uh, Stephen Sondheim. And um, if you go to the next slide, you will see some of the lyrics. Or you'll mm -hmm. see the lyrics later. But before we get to that, it's Black History Weekend, uh, the last weekend of Black History. And... Uh, this is my, there's two of my favorite black history people. Mine is uh, Larry Doby. And for those who don't know who Larry Doby is, Larry Doby is the second person to break the color line in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Now, we love Jackie Robinson, don't get me wrong. But Larry Doby had almost as much issue breaking the color line as um, Jackie Robinson because Jackie Robinson uh, played only in the National League. Right. And for those who follow baseball, now they integrated it. Like That's why you see the Mets and the Yankees play every year. But uh, when I was growing up a little early, um, or the Mets never used to play the Yankees. I guess in the late 90s, they started playing each other, the National League and American League. So uh, Larry Doby went to all the American League cities. Uh, Jackie Robinson never played the Yankees until the World Series. So uh, he endured a lot of the racism Jackie Robinson did, and he never got the credit for that. So that's number one. I only have two that I'm going to share with you today. Uh, the second person is uh, Paul Williams, Paul Rivera Williams. All those, uh, and you're from California, Phil, and uh, I know that's like your second home. And some everybody here is from California. I I, I don't want to shout out. I know Naomi is from California, but in Southern California, you have these arching um, hotels with the palm trees and those old Hollywood uh, um, houses where Sinatra and Lucy Desiana Ernest um, live. This is Paul Williams. This is where he he's the one that did this, but. He was discriminated against. So when he was an architect and he tried to uh, draw the plans, some of his white counterparts would not allow them to sit next to him. So he had to draw the sketches upside down in order to get his uh, documents over. So I thought that was uh, pretty good. So when you get a chance, uh, you could look it up. And um, I always tell the ladies, if you uh, have it, you could put it in the chat and put the links in the chat.
Next one. Uh, so, you know, last year, this was uh, uh, the week from hell. Uh, last year, this time. Uh, this is when uh, President Trump, uh, former President Trump, made the information that uh, it was all right. We have 15 people in the country that has COVID and it will go down to zero. And I, I looked over on my wife, Nilsa, and, you know, um, as an MPH, uh, Masters of Public Health, I said, that's totally wrong because there's never such thing as zero and in public health. Uh, even the transmission of HIV from mother to child uh, went down to one, but they never had zero. So I, I said to myself, man, uh, we're in trouble uh, when this is coming. I warned uh, my pastor at that time, uh, Pastor Brown of my church. I warned my brother, uh, my brother Paul, who has a church in um, Maryland. Uh, I warned him. I uh, warned my son. I said to him, he's in Huntsville, Alabama. I said, son, uh, start packing your bags. And he said, dad, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, uh, in three weeks, uh, this country is about to shut down. And Phil, you know, I'm, I'm telling you the truth because I told you this. Yeah. And then, then, um, they, I, then I started, um, I, I, I used all my sick days and I said, cause I'm not going back cause the country is going to be shut down. I got my haircut the next week because I knew that I will never see a, 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 a barber again. I was not going to go there. So I cut my hair all the way down in the next two weeks from today. And it proceeded to uh, lockdown. Um, Nilsa and I uh, started making a We packed up our foods with the essentials here. And, um, but what I was not prepared for, this was spinning to the mental health. I was not prepared for sick sickness and through death and uh, the change of life. And so let me fast forward it by saying this, and uh, this is not any secret. So um, even my relationship with Philip, I have not seen Philip face to face for a year. And as much as I love him, I would love to touch him. And I think um, I only got to touch your son because I have a picture of him with me and him uh, together. Yeah, I was right and, before. Right. And prior to this, and um, we talked to each other almost every day. Um, and then, um, even I'm nervous because I do presentations all the time, but this is you no know, family to me. He really, he really means a lot to me. And then also on top of that, my grandmother passed this year and, uh, Phil is very fond of my grandmother. Um, uh, we have good times with her and Phil's father passes here. And I'm very fond of Phil's um, father. And this year, those, those uh, we, I finally decided that I was going to go down to Florida because we're a big baseball fan and you go down to Florida and we all were supposed to get together, but that couldn't happen. Yeah. So, um, COVID took that. So that has a mental effect, um, on, uh, and, and that has a mental effect on me. I see you, Cheryl. I love you too. And so, um, <laughs> so I just want to see that, that I was not prepared for sick, sickness and death and change of life. And I think anybody in the chat room, when anybody was listening to this, we were not prepared. Yeah. So I go back to dad and my grandmother, you know, I didn't go to my grandmother's funeral and I didn't go to, um, your dad's funeral and I didn't, I didn't go at all. And, um, so, um, I have to mourn and I'm still mourning. Mama turned a hundred on February 17th and, you know, 
I don't want to get choked up here, but that's the reality of it because we did not send her off the way we did it. Yeah. If um, I don't want to bring this up, but you know, we would have gone to Florida and we would have acted out at your dad's uh, the send off the way we wanted to do to, right. to do it. So um, we still have some unfinished business where that is concerned. So this is what happened last year. Next one. Uh, this is my hero for COVID, um, not Dr. Fauci, um, not Dr. Burks. Uh, this is Dr. Uh, Messonnier, and you could look her up. Dr. Messonnier went up uh, this time last year, and when the White House was trying to downplay it, she had a meeting with her child, her children, and she said, um, in a couple of weeks, your lives are going to change for the rest of your life. Wow. And she almost got fired for it. And, you know, I told Nilsa, I said, Nilsa, and that's where that whole thing about telling Tony, our son, start packing up. Um, Nilsa told him to get a, um, to get a, uh, a storage unit. And then he said, um, uh, he told his friends that my dad said to get a storage unit. The school is about to close. They kind of laughed at him, kind of like Noah-ish in the ark. And, you know, it happened. So, um, so that's, uh, so that's where that, you know, so that's where that is, but this is my hero. Um, I'm going to let, you know, my students know my interns, we're going to write about her. The real hero of COVID is this lady right here. Uh, the uh, president went to India and while the president went to India, she announced this and she put it on the map. I don't think if she put it on the map, um, it wouldn't have accelerated the way she is. So this is my uh, hero. You can look her up. Next one. Uh, I did talk about the 500,000. If you were to have a moment of silence for a minute for each person that has succumbed to COVID-19, it would take a whole year. Think about that. A whole year for a minute of silence. That's how many people has passed. And um, and in public health and mental health, and sometimes we do statistics. Anybody in this chat room, you know, there are more people that passed away than this. And um, the the side to it is how many people has passed away, and we were not able to give um, give kudos to. You know, when we learned in uh, grief complication, complicated grief, there are ways, um, the real truth about grief is that your grief really doesn't come uh, in stages. They teach us stages, but your grief comes in waves. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll just say this for Phil. We haven't talked about this. So Phil's father loved juice. Loved juice. That's right. That's, that's how I know him. You understand? So, and Phil's father is born the first week of May. You understand? So we all know that he'll have a tough time. But, Cinco de Mayo. Right, Cinco de Mayo. So, but where I would probably worry about Phil during mental health is spring training. Because Phil and Cheryl will probably go down to Florida and they'll take the kids down and they'll act up. And Phil will ask me every year, gee, you want to come on down to Florida? You always working. Now I'm not working and I don't work. I have my own schedule. I could have gone down to Florida and we could have gone down to Port St. Lucie and hung out. So it's going to hurt around this time because it comes in waves. So you have your stages of grief, but when we counsel, we talk about waves. So 
Dr. Phil has really become a great counselor of grief, not only because he's well-versed and he's Dr. Phil, but he's um, um, had it himself. So we're praying that we can uh, put something together and make it happen and, and work on this. Next slide. I told you about uh, being alive. Um, these uh, letters are, but I just read the first one. Somewhere you hold you, we hold you so close. Someone to hurt you too deep. Someone to sit in your chair and to ruin your sleep. Someone that needs you too much. Someone that knows you too well. Someone to pull you up short and put you through hell. And sometimes we complain about it, but we're alive. And this is what Barbara Streisand was talking about being alive. If uh, ladies, if you could put that in the chat, um, that's fine. Look it up on YouTube, being alive by Barbara Streisand. Next slide. This is the same thing. Next slide. So here are some of uh, famous people who's had mental health issues. Um, Brandon Marshall, um, first of all, is a very good looking guy. When he comes up on the screen and uh, Idris Elba and uh, the other guy uh, from Bridgerton, I don't even know his name. They're not allowed to be on my TV because I don't want my wife to feel <laughs> some type of way. So she's not allowed to watch Bridgerton, anything with Idris Elba. Right. This guy, Brandon Marshall, shows up on NFL uh, Network or Showtimes. And, uh, you know, she's not into football, you know, and then she likes the Jets. And he started playing for the Jets and he's on okay. Showtime. It's like, who's this guy? So when my wife starts looking at uh, men like that, I just like, you know, he's not involved, you know. So. Yeah. Time but to be Brandon, a giant fan. Right. <laughs> Not only that, just turn off the TV. No Bridgerton. <laughs> right. No Jets here. That's but, right. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Phil, Brandon Marshall has admitted to his um, mental health. And uh, so is Drew Holiday, who puts money into mental health. So these mm. are people we see every day that are dealing. And he had vicious mood swings. And um, sometimes that is embraced by football because you got to be a little crazy on um, on the field. So um, Brandon Marshall is one. He's turned out to be a great guy um, with that. Uh, the next slide has somebody we all know, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, mm. who talks about that he has OCD. So let me uh, get this straight. You know, like your mom or uh, my wife or uh, my sister-in-law, my good friend, Wendell Timothy, uh, who loves keeping places clean. Uh, yourself too, Phil has this clean streak in him also. I don't mean to put him out there, but doesn't mean you have OCD. You know, for some reason, I'll just say this, you know, black people think just because you're clean, that doesn't mean you have OCD. You know, it's like, right. Phil got OCD. You know, uh, he, cleans the, he cleans the bathroom every, uh, every other day or every Friday. No, you don't have a, you don't have OCD. Phil cleans the bathroom every Friday. That's that's what he does. Or people who washes their dishes after they finish. You know, that's what super normal people do. You know, me, I still throw it in the sink, and my wife still gets mad at me. But that's another <laughs> conversation for another no, day. No, we we got those stories too. Right, exactly. <laughs> but but sometimes people fool with mental health, even as it's a joke, but it's not. You know, OCD is. You have get up 17 times in the night to lock the door. Mm. You know, that's OCD. OCD is you're using the bathroom 
and you wash your hands over and over and over again to the point that they're scarring on you. But just because you're a clean person or OCD is you have to walk around the car three times before you open the car door. Those are specific things that goes to OCD and mental health. And sometimes we laugh about it or whatever. So I'll even bring this down to something in a sports analogy. Sometimes you watch your favorite basketball player and they're on the free throw line uh, that um, they dribble three times before they shoot. That is patterns before you shoot. Anthony, are you saying Delonte West also has uh, OCD? I didn't hear that one. Or he has a mental a, a mental uh, illness. So uh, find it out and, and drop it in the chat. You know, we'll 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 look it up. Yeah. Next person, this one you'd be very surprised about is uh, somebody who admired Jerry West. Wow. Uh, probably the smartest person in basketball. And then for those who don't know, the NBA logo is this man That's over right. here. So there are pretty high level people who are um uh, athletes or businessmen or in sports business uh that has uh mental health right next one when do you need mental health this is a a, a question um that um i get all the time so let me answer this question by saying this usually Doc Phil, when somebody comes to me, it's a little too late. You know, by the time, and you notice as a pastor, mo most of the pastors that I know, people come to them uh, for premarital or they're about to be divorced. I, I found, I I'm going to be very transparent. I find the hardest people to, um, to counsel is couples. You know, uh, sometimes when people come, it's a little too late. So um, let me just run through this. Usually people come to mental health or counseling through death. Somebody passes away and they want to deal with death. It doesn't matter if it's last week, um, three months ago, especially if it's sudden. Yeah. Um, and here's something that's very interesting in death. Um, last year, Kobe Bryant passed away. And when Kobe Bryant passed away, uh, I tell this story all the time because I'm ashamed of it. My son, I'm going to use the term, went into a tailspin mm. over this. I was like, you never met Kobe Bryant. He's yeah. just a basketball player. He's a high-profile basketball Plus, you know, I don't like him. That's the only Laker I don't like. And then, then I realized that two other kids – uh, came to me for that same thing. And I had to check myself. It's kind of like if your dad uh, fixes refrigerators and air condition, but then you go to your house, the refrigerator and the air condition doesn't work. I didn't want to be that type of therapist. I wanted to make sure <laughs> that I paid attention yeah, to him. That's right. And then I said, Magic Johnson was my favorite basketball player. And I guess if that happened to him, I would be you know, numbed a little bit, you know, Michael Jackson died in my lifetime, you know, Elvis died in my lifetime. Whitney Houston died in my lifetime. Hey, listen, I, I still get sad listening to a Whitney Houston song. Okay. Well, Whitney's the best. Um, so trust me, it, yeah. I, I grieve over her just mm -hmm. hearing a song, you know, especially, um, 
you know, the last, the, 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 the most famous one from Bodyguard. Uh, and just watching Bodyguard or anything that she has sung, even mm -hmm. I Look to You song, those things still bring a sadness. Mm -hmm. be, you know, just, and I didn't know her at all, but mm -hmm. it, it brings a sadness because of how I appreciated mm -hmm. her gift, but also saw the struggles in her life. Uh, and I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it it, does. That, that's just what it, and of course she's the only one to really make the national anthem sound like that at a football game. So, so the, like, I, but you know, nobody you know, has topped it. It helps because the Giants won that. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> and maybe that <laughs> connection. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then, you know, the whole thing with stars and people who we like is that, you know, Whitney also did that um, that gospel album towards the end of her career. And people like you and I are men of faith. We yeah. wonder what she could have um, begun. Yes. You know, become. Mm -hmm. You know, same thing with Mike. You know, Mike died at 50. Yeah. You know, and um, Michael Jackson, Prince, and Madonna are all born in the same year. That's right. And look who's wow. still alive. Madonna. It's true. So when you listen to Prince... You know, whether you like him or not, and you listen to Mike, you know, you wonder what they have or what they could, could become. That's what death does, especially um, premature death. You know, uh, we have friends that passed away over the last week. And then, you know, you and I had the conversation that, you know, our souls got to be ready. You know, uh, I, I share with my audience here about mental health. One of the things that drive me crazy is that I uh, not only did if I die prematurely, is that uh, my room is a mess and that my wife has to clean it up. And, uh, I, you know, of course, I'm concerned of what she's going to find. But the, <laughs> the, the, the thing is that she's going to say somewhere to like, I tell this guy to clean this up every day and it's still left out there. And, you know, when uh, Nilsa and Tony got sick, um, Mm -hmm. that's what I was worried about. Those are true anxieties. And you see, I'm telling you this because I'm telling you, my friend, and I didn't tell you this is that, and you know how messy I keep my room. It's just funny is that it, it didn't, it, it didn't bother my anxiety was over, over three things. You know, of course I wondered if Nilsa was going to get sick and die because it was COVID. Yeah. I was like, who's going to, who's going to cook for me? And who's going to clean this room? And I don't want people to come in here and see my house like this. Yeah. That is true anxiety. So when I sit down and somebody comes to me and they feel stupid about talking about things like that, those are real feelings. We watch too much TV and we watch too much. We hear too much radio and we watch too much fantasies. You'll be surprised the simple anxiety that people go through. Yes. You like to fly. Right. You flying mm -hmm. all the time. Right. Time. You and Cheryl always flying every time. Garen going out <laughs> to California. Do you want to come? And, you know, I, I one day I'm going to surprise you and just jump on. That's right. And one day I was flying down to pick up my son and I was going through this anxiety. And my wife did something very simple. She made me a sandwich. Right. And if you know my wife, my wife doesn't just make up, make sandwiches for anybody, even for her husband, her dear husband. She made a sandwich, packed it up. And then when I got on a plane, I opened up the sandwich in tin foil and I went back like I was uh, in like I was six years old and probably the kindest thing ever did. But you know what it did? It brought down my anxiety a whole lot. 
Here I am looking like a businessman, got the world living for me or whatever, and I'm up here fretting on a plane. For, for whatever reason, Phil, for whatever reason, Cheryl or Anthony, whatever reason, it was crazy. But that sandwich brought down my anxiety. So when people talk about I have an anxiety, they don't want to come to church. They yeah. don't want to sit in the front seat. They don't want to sit a certain part in the car. You don't know where that comes from. So you have to be compassionate. Mental health, I told you about marriage, um, fighting. Um, the two things that I'm very surprised about, um, you have a fight, uh, then ACS comes, um, or Children's Protective Services. Um, you'll be surprised the amount of people um, that will uh, call and they will say, well, uh, Dr. Wesley um, had his, uh, had Trey in the church, sat him down, ran to the back to get some bulletins and he almost fell and somebody called CPP. And, the, and th that investigation lasts uh, maybe six months, but it seemed like forever. You didn't do anything wrong. They call your parents in, they call Pastor Mark in, mm. they call you and, and it, it's just draining yeah. to good people. There's a lot of good people who gets called in by um, Children mm. Protective Services. Um, and I just want to let you know that goes on a lot. School discipline. Um, my son or your daughters, they go to school and they get into a scrape, scrape up or whatever. And in order to be not to be suspended or to be expelled, they come and see a counselor um, arrested, uh, have a crime. Um, there was a young man who was walking in the snow and he got arrested overnight. Good kid um got arrested the police dropped the charges but the psychological effect you know he was walking home in the snow and in texas and the police pulled him over um or today is the anniversary of ahmaud arbery um being killed and his mother is going through that ag uh, again or the other young man in denver who they found that the cops were uh guilty um, for not stop for stopping him, you know, unfortunately it just takes a call and that raises your anxiety. So Trayvon Martin lost his life this month years ago. So when my son asks me things like dad, um, I'm going to go to Miami for spring break. The first thing I'm thinking about is, oh, he's going to get killed, not by his friends, mm. but, or the, the, the three kids who got killed in indiana two kids got shot by indiana these yeah. are true anxiety and we need to talk about this yeah and speak about this uh addiction and i always say this for people to be pragmatic it's okay to be um mentoring uh to people take your kids to baseball games uh you know uh girls may see another girls uh have a tiktok and their tiktok flies off the sh shelf and they dance better than them on tiktok and they wait they, they get one follower and somebody who doesn't deserve in their eyes to have followers all of those things are the reasons you come for mental health i hope that makes sense everybody because that is just real yeah let's put it in the chat room if this is making sense to you if, mm -hmm. if it's hitting a button just put it in the chat room and and you know, either say amen or yes, I'm with you. I'm with you, mm. you know, but, but put it in the chat room. Let us know that you are, I've, I've got two screens. So you're going to see me kind of going back and forth, but 
uh, put it in the chat room. We want to hear from you. Okay, next. And then later on, if you have questions from any of these slides, please put a question in, and we'll make sure that we get it from you. Hmm. <laughs> next one. So I, I want to like to talk with the church. The church, I would like to see the church um, uh, partner um, with uh, mental health ministries. We have all types of ministries in yeah. church. Um, I always fight about this or whatever. Like you know, when we were little in church, I don't care if you go to church on Sunday or on Saturday. On the bottom, it always used to get to me is that the nurses on duty. They have the nurse. They have nurses on standby at church. Mm -hmm. You know. We need to identify individuals that are going through a lot. You know, we have, um, when we was at Ephesus and Utis, we had uh, our boy Ben, ben who mm -hmm. has gone through his issues. And we have other kids, who, our, our boy Mike, who played on a baseball team, mm -hmm. who had some developmental disabilities. But one thing about our church, they were very kind to um, people who were disabled. Even though people helped, I would just like to see our church or our community um, be more intentional and pragmatic about working with our people who are uh, less fortunate in uh, mental health. Um, it's okay to be a snitch. It's okay to be a tattletale. I'm not talking about when Lynette or Phil uh, walk away from Trey for a second <laughs> you know what i'm saying or if um or if, if 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 um elder mark holds up phil and elder mark trips over and just happen to trip over and not hurt trey and they say oh their parents are not i'm not talking about tattletaling like that you know there's certain people when they come to church they have their same routine it's like you know pastor phil doesn't look like himself today all right that's one bad week nope for the last month you have not looked at uh, like yourself today so like phil talked to me and i talk about friendship and everybody has friendship and i'll even extend it to uh phil's sister who is an extension of his friendship when my hair was growing out yeah they came to me like yo dude are you okay because i you always <laughs> lining up your hair and then I and then I made him laugh, and then he knows. I said, you know, Phil, uh, my brothers are bald. Everybody at my age is bald. You know, this is the last time I'll be able to grow my hair out with no excuse. I could tell him it's COVID, and I'm all good. And he laughed just like that. He's like, okay, so I know you're good. Yeah. So, 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 so you know you're good. Or if the Giants lose, which they have a bad year, doesn't mean that Philip is depressed at all. You know, you don't know if Phil or anybody who has lost anybody is a bother. There's a friend of our church that passed by and I, I, Greg Powell still bothers me. Yeah. Um, there's a person that I went to school with her brother, uh, Darlene Squires. I'll say it right out. Darlene Squires' brother passed. Mm. Yeah. And when I look at Darlene Squires, I see a lot of him in me. Big guy, lovable guy. There was a thing that said that... Um, you know, I'll say that uh, somebody was short on some money. He looked out for them. You hear all of the stories. And I was like, yo, that could be me. That's seven months ago, you know. But it's all right to talk about, um, uh, be, be, you know, not, not wanting to um, 
relive these things. <laughs> How about your son and his friends not wanting to leave their cars because they may, may harm them? Well, there you go right there. It's all out there. So, um, so these are things, tattletale, snitch in need. Okay? Snitch in need. It's okay to call my mother. It's okay to call my father, call my brother. Okay? Uh, referrals. Uh, Pastor Mark, uh, first elder of the church, deaconesses, deacons, leadership. Um, you can go to them and have a referral. We need to be intentional. We have ups and downs, but we cannot stay down. The stock market goes up and down. Even GameStop have big days, you know? Oh, yeah, so, I, I hit a little depression about that, by the way. But yeah, that, because, that's another story. <laughs> that's another lecture. Yeah, um, that's <laughs> but anytime you're down, the best thing is to get the quickest pick-me-up. And honestly, and this is where the mistake is being made, uh, the quickest pick-me-up is food. Fastest way to you can pick yourself up. See, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to give it to you straight. You know, if you're down, that's why people get big. Uh, yours yeah. truly, you know, I have no problem saying that or whatever, but it's anybody. You want to pick people. That's why people take drugs. That's why people use um, marijuana, whether they want to go up or down. That's why they drink. And that's why they have food. Because those are the, that's the instant pick me up yeah the second instant pick me up is like going to the um the beach and the exercise because your endorphins go up and what have you so you know it doesn't take much for me i'll tell like yo let's go to wendy's and get a number two follow that up with a shake and the sugar and stuff gets inside of you you're good yep. for a little yeah. while or right. you know that's why when people go to uh, certain Jamaican restaurants, they remind you of something. Or go back to your dad, or yeah. you know the best lemonade, or whatever. Let me know if I'm running out of time, partner. So, acting as resources and acting as partners. This is what we want our church to do. When you see church, we talk about community, and this is um, in uh, for my non uh, people of color who's on this line. The church is a community. We've learned to read there. We learn our readership. We learn how to dress. We learn how to get our education from there. But that mental health component is missing. And that's mm -hmm. to it. Come okay. on. Next slide. Um, I talked about this before. The ranking of importance in our church is divine service during the good word. When is the last time you heard a good word? And everybody talk about um, mental health, hmm. you know, I'm, I'm talking about, real, I'm not talking about, well, I felt bad this morning and I prayed to Jesus. It's more than that. You know, even when you pray, you need to be intentional. Lord, I feel sad today. I do not know why. I'll tell you, have you felt sad because there was no money in your bank account or your money hmm. or your bank account is low? Let's speak it real. Hmm. But you don't pray about it and you keep on it or whatever. And then you do, you look in the mirror in the morning that what's really bothering you? Did you didn't get enough sleep or you didn't get enough sleep mm -hmm. because you wrote that check or you bought something that you're not supposed to. That's the crux of the problem. Yeah. The praise team, they singing and singing, but they're not ministering the mental health. The bulletin, is there any suicide information in there? Mm -hmm. Is there any information mm -hmm. to go? Is it going to mm -hmm. say is, Brother Mark is a counselor. If you have an issue, come see me. Any counselor that's worth their weight and go will be have their name in the bulletin 
like the nurses on duty. Duty. You want to talk? No. Come see me. I'm just going to tell you uh, yeah. where 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 that is a uh, concern. I like that. Yeah. It, well, you know, um, but it's true, Phil. It is absolutely true. You know, you and I are good friends, so we can check each other. So, so you know, how many of us has friends like that? You know, um, who's singing? You know, uh, when people testify, uh, how real is their testi uh, t testify, the, the, their, their testimony, testimony, excuse mm -hmm. me, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing for Sabbath school or Sunday school. Uh, do we talk about, did you feel sad? You know, mm -hmm. we have, why do we have to wait for a tragedy to happen yeah. uh, before mm -hmm. it happens? Yeah. Same thing for youth and the same thing for Pathfinders. Pathfinders like Cub Scouts, uh, for those who don't know. Right. Um, I'm big on our young people going to camp all the time. I'm big for our young people to always go to basketball games, football games, uh, soccer, uh, swimming, uh, mm -hmm. activities. Keep it. And I'm also good for this. Hear me out, everybody. Alvin, uh, Sister Gwen, and Mark, and Gil. Hear me out very carefully now. It's okay for your kids to sleep in bed all day, but not every day. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> they go to Pathfinders, they go to school or whatever. And, you know, one day it's okay. Because you know why? If you think about it, and, and, you know, this is a very light thing to uh, go on. If your son is 13 or 14 and they've been, they've been, they've been knocking out schoolwork or whatever, you just need to get up one day and be like, yo, nobody going to school today. Yeah. Stay home. I like, read, read this comment, doc. Okay, but, uh, mental health discussions are missing in the church, home and school. We need to break the stigma. It's okay to say you're not okay. That comes from a very prominent person. I think I know that person right there. Yeah. 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 I think we, I think we do. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, oh, it's definitely okay to say it's not it's, you know, it's not you know gary um now that we're talking about the church uh, i'll mm. give you a story uh i was pastoring in brooklyn and a young man came to the church uh well there's there's two instances we were in prayer meeting a young man he had been known to be in church but there was always something off about him there was just something that you know, wasn't always there, but he was always there. They always knew him. So like you right. said about kindness, but there was one day he just challenged me a little too far in mm -hmm. prayer meeting. And I had to literally shut down prayer meeting. I mean, it was coming to the end, but I had to kind of smooth it out mm -hmm. so that we can end without confrontation. But hey, everybody. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We're going to end right now. Because <laughs> I, I saw something in him that I did not, I wasn't comfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, not too long after that, the story came back that he checked himself into the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, and whatever happened between him and the nurse, he beat the nurse to a pulp. Lord have mercy. Wow. He snapped. And I told mm -hmm. my deacons before that, I said, watch for him in case he snaps. Because mm -hmm. this could be an issue. Now, the same happened at Ephesus, too, with our friend. Mm -hmm. He snapped at me, and I had to stand my ground. But and, and, and I had to be like, Deacons, where are you at this time? Like, you need to be aware of the people in your atmosphere. And at any point, they can snap and, and be ready for that. Another instance was a young man came with a member 
that was staying in the homeless shelter at the time. And he mm. came from the homeless shelter. Mm. He came into the church, but he was nervous. And, you know, he was just shaking. And, and I, I made a beeline straight to him because I can sense mental health problems right away. Mm -hmm. Made a beeline to him. I said, hey, how you doing? You know, uh, welcome to our church. And um, I had to uh, just talk to him for a minute. Oh, you're the first time. Well, man, so glad you're here. Hey, do you mind if I pray with you? Got you. I said, fine. I prayed over his spirit because I felt there was something agitating him being in the church, being around people, but there was something wrong. Weeks later, he's on the news uh, killing his roommate in the homeless shelter. Oh, boy. But and you know, oh, after that, he's found dead in the East River. Him. Him. Himself. Wow. But how did that make you feel? Well, seeing that, seeing, well, seeing, seeing the end results. The first, how did you feel about um, him terminating his roommate? And then weeks later, he's in the East River. It you know, that, you know, you've got to follow your gut. Uh, mm -hmm. and I, and I realized I was happy that I followed my gut in a lot of these things, these instances to know, to recognize when somebody is not mentally there. Now, there have been other people. There's been a, a member of the church that actually murdered somebody that has been in church. And I knew of the story, but the person had been, you know, through their mental process. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so you've got to just know, you've got to know who's in your church. You've got to know, um, have a presence of mind to say, okay, this could happen. And everybody just not to be scared, but just to be aware. Well, that it's scary. Proper step. It's, it's absolutely scary. So, um, I'm glad you brought that up because this may extend it a little bit. So, you know, that's why we have to decide. Are we going to call the police or are we going to call the crisis? Team? Right, right. You understand? That's, so, what I'm saying. That's why it's important to have a crisis. It's important to have this conversation. And, and, and now it's making me more aware to have this with our church boards mm -hmm. so that we can have a team in place, you mm -hmm. know, because, you know, most churches I've been to, there has been somebody dealing with mental health, not, maybe not at that extreme but in some level. So we do have to have that uh, presence in our church and more conversations. So that person you did, I remember one day, I don't know if it was the same incident that he was off his meds and he was giving everybody a hard time right. and everybody wanted to call the police. And yeah. I, I, I admit to you that I didn't know better then, but yeah. if that happened there and there's like, what'd you suggest to do? You know, yeah. there's no, we uh, call the police though. Yeah. But yeah. the, the right action then, because of course this is hindsight is, that you should call the crisis center, the, the mobile crisis team, and they will come and talk him down. Because right now there's a fear, and uh, this is what coming at that as uh, black people, I'm not even gonna say people of color, that you call the police, the person that you call who's in a mental, mental health crisis may right. end up dead. That's right. So, you know, so we have to make the right call and we have to um, educate. So I'll tell everybody that before you call the police or if you uh, there, there's an 800 number here, it's New York City. Well, and even if you call New York City, well, even if it's in California, I used to work there. One of my many places I work, they will route you to the right place. Look, 
uh, Phil Wesley, my pastor is in crisis. I don't need a police. I need somebody here. I think he's on medication, but I don't know, but he's not acting like himself. Right. All right. So you don't know uh, what is. So let us use the, um, the crisis, um, the, the crisis number. Um, I don't know if uh, one of the ladies y'all could put it in there. NYC well is at the end. There's a crisis hotline. And hey, Sandra, thank you. Absolutely. Mental health team is essential for the church. Just like there's a health team. Why not? Exactly. But that's really the reason why we we're having this uh, discussion. Oh, that is identifying. Oh, she's talking about the first lady. Thanks for identifying that even in schools, which is true. We need to recognize when students need extra attention in this matter. Right. Uh, yeah. A crisis intervention team. Exactly. Just like we have a, a medical a medical team. But, you know, school is also hard, you know, very hard. And maybe in the future we could get some educator, educators. I know your mom is an educator. And um, even as uh, great as she is, and we all are, sometimes we get stuck. What to do? And this is why we need to keep on having these forums so we know because things are changing over and over and over again. Like, for instance, in a year and uh, about a year from now, the suicide hotline is going to be 988. And uh, good night, Mark. Uh, it's 988. It's his bedtime. Yeah. That's, that's how he gets his mental health. That's right. Get your eight hours sleep. <laughs> so, 988 it will be. So, let's move on. Uh, I don't yeah. want to. We're, we're going to wrap up in a little bit. Okay, you just let me. You just let me know, and uh, yeah. let me know when uh, the closer should come let, in. Let, let's um, give it about five more minutes, and then let's wrap up. But uh, you know, this won't be the last time we we talk about this. Uh, you could go that we we talked. We could we kind of talked about where we've fallen short. I'm not going to knock that. Let's go mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Um, we could skip this part right here. Um. And then um, I did talk about something about our website, our bulletin mm -hmm. boards. Yeah, should have this. Our social media yeah. should have this. Too much PSAs and information to go on that. Um, I'll be more than happy to help you with that in the future because I know that's where you're moving into. Yeah, definitely have to uh, add to our websites. Right. So exactly. Are definitely uh, some of those, and and Elder Mark will help me with that in in adding some of these resources for Providence and for New London. Right. Know, make sure we have more of that uh, added to and the digital. The digital PSAs are out there. So yes, yes, happen. absolutely. Okay. Well, what else we got here? Um, we did talk about this. This is the numbers I'm talking about. Right, I want everybody to pay attention, and I could end with this: the tricks of the trade. Right. Uh, everybody at the job has an employee assistant program. They give you fry up to five free counseling sessions. And one day I'll tell you what my journey through an EAP is. So if you have insurance and you're working, every job has an EAP employment assistance program. You should review your insurance and review uh, for deductibles and co-pays. You can see your doctor or you can see your mental health therapist or anybody because of COVID see if you can get that waived. Right. And then um, you see the number there for New York City Well, 1-800-NYC-WELL. Give it a call. Ask some questions. Um, if you're from Rhode Island and uh, Connecticut, they will route the number to you. Um, uh, they will route the number to you. It's 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week. So they will route the number to the Connecticut ones or Rhode Island. Last year we did uh, California. Okay. 
Well, Gil, he'll, he'll have me come back. There's, there's not a problem. You know, that's not a problem with that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to close with that, uh, Phil, if it's okay. Yeah, um, is there any questions before we uh, close out? Any specific questions uh, before we close this? Um, we want to make sure that we have heard from, from everyone. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, but... You know, it's, it's important to have these conversations. This week is important. That's why we want you to share this out. We mm. want you to share this video to as many people as possible this week. This week has been eye-opening for everybody. Uh, it's been necessary. I want to thank the members that requested this week to happen. Uh, and we'll, we'll make it happen again uh, so that this is, this is just one time. And we felt that uh, a mental health week was our evangelism to our community. You know, we had too many people talking about uh, anxiety and stress and and things that uh, they were dealing with, especially with COVID. Um, and, and just COVID just brings so much other uh, stresses. But we, we just wanted to have more conversation in regards to this. So we have tomorrow night. We have tomorrow night again with one of our own. All right, Dr. Hodge will be tomorrow night. So we're looking forward to that. And mm -hmm. then Friday night, we have Chaplain Adrian Benton. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We yeah. have to come in. Adrian's a good person, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and we're going to talk about her book, uh, Greater Force Than Failure, as well. Um, and then uh, yours truly on Sabbath morning. And we'll, we'll talk about uh, black culture in the, you know, we're, we're going to talk about uh, mental health and black culture, how we see ourselves, how, uh, you know, in regard, regards to music, regards to culture of worship. Uh, we're going to talk, we're going to get into that because we have just had, um, you know, if you've seen the PBS special Black Church, that's it, it, but I, I hear something I, else. Yeah, you, you yeah. have to watch it. Eye opening when it comes to uh, the 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 growth of the black church, but also the things, the challenges that we deal with from time to time. So mm. uh, this week is going to be great. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of it again. Uh, thank you, Sandra. She did a great presentation. You can go back on Sunday and see her. You can have replay. I've had people tell me that they've seen this on replay. Good. People are watching and, and people are going back and forth. And uh, we we just want you to be a part of what's going on. So, again, uh, subscribe so, to the page, share it out there, and and let's get this word out there. So let me say this for everybody who doesn't know. Um I don't want to say Phil has been really a great help. Um, and he's taken on, uh, so he, Phil is a great counselor, really great counselor. And God has blessed him to expand, expand his uh, mental health uh, purview. So I don't know if it's really uh, through Lynette ever since you um, connected with Lynette. I know you have good stock, but God has blessed you um, with a vision to see what people want. You're very compassionate. And, um, you know, I couldn't do this myself. And I'm sure Sandra Griffin or Adrian couldn't do this. You know, God has given you these platforms to open up. And um, it's unfortunately, it's slow with your colleagues. Uh, I, I'll throw my brothers out there who are interested. 
um, who wants to expand. There's a lot of uh, pastors expanding. So instead of Youth Week of Prayer or uh, whatever we could pray, I'm very proud of the fact that you have um, uh, tinkered in this. And um, and I, I'm praying for your ministry and, uh, you know, uh, to keep uh, keep on going. So I just wanted to let you know that. Appreciate and, it. Yeah, looking forward to going to spring training soon with us. Yes. Uh, Yes, I'm looking forward to getting back. Uh, I think, and I will cut my hair. I promise, in a couple of weeks. (laughs) Yes, sir. Camu Bell in the house. uh, Cornell West, man. Cornell Cornell West gets his tenure. I cut my hair. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. My wife said, "All me." Definitely, definitely yeah. uh, an addition to my mental health. Absolutely. Listen, wives are very uh, underrated. Underrated. But a uh, big shout out to uh, Lynn, Lynn. Thanks, Mom. Gil, Sandra, my girls. Uh, Cheryl, Cheryl ain't say nothing nice yet, but that's okay. She always says something. <laughs> <laughs> she gets yeah. on my wife's hands. She's, she's been cutting it up. She's been cutting it up on the uh, on the chat room. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, you know, I, I, love, I can't I share everything Cheryl says, but she definitely says wash hands, everybody. Wash hands. You know, well, we, we, we would be in a better spot if people were washing their hands. How about that? Public, public uh, service announcement. Uh, We'd be yeah. in a better place if people were just, I'm talking on the norm. I'm talking about before COVID. <laughs> you know, seeing people walk out of the bathroom without washing their hands. It was just like, I'm. I'm seeing the person pass by me like, bro, right, right. But, but in the, in the part where you close the bathroom doors, not at the commode, <laughs> they come down from sitting and they still rocking out. And then, <laughs> and, and then you see them at McDonald's just going at it with their, oh, with their commode. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. Look, no. like my boy, I love you. I love you much. I'm oh, sorry. Says, uh, I will not fear. We want you to have power when you walk out there. We don't want you to have fear, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and a sound mind. We want you to have power when you walk out there. We want God to bless you in all that you are doing, that you may grow, that you may prosper, and be in good health. What did what did God say? Hey, all I ask is that you be in good health. I, I wish that you yes. prosper and be in good health. But, you know, um, we, we'll have to talk some more about grief. And we've been doing a lot of grief intervention in, over the last few months. Yeah. We've been doing our own grief. Yes. But, what I'm saying is to those who are grieving, including myself, make sure you're talking to somebody. Make sure you have accountability partners. Uh, make sure you have people to talk to. Check in on people who you know are grieving. Hey, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Ask somebody, hey, are you okay? You know, text somebody that you haven't talked to in a while, but just ask, how are you doing? And I'll tell you something, the, the very matter that you called somebody or text somebody to ask how you are doing, that goes a long way into somebody's mental health. So what we can do as a church, we can talk about, you know, what, what ministry we can uh, establish. But also, if you have family, family members you haven't spoken to for a while, uh, friends you haven't spoken to for a while, just ask the question. How are you? And guess what? If somebody asks you, how are you? 
and you're not okay, <laughs> it's okay to say I'm not okay. Now right. Cheryl's coming back with this cue. You you're late, Cheryl. You are late. Man, you're late. So uh what's up, brother Don? Don, what's up, man? What's up, Don? man? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Let's have a word of prayer as uh, we as we go forward. And uh, let us just pray as we close this out. Heavenly Father, we just ask for your wisdom and all that we are about to go into in our ministries and our churches. We thank you for the message that Gary Graham has brought today. We pray that you will continue to bless his business Bless our mental health, oh God. Bless us to have healthy lives and uh, establish ourselves uh, with getting help. And we pray for those who are struggling with depression, uh, who are struggling with anxiety, who are struggling with uh, relationships. Father, we're asking that you would cover somebody right now. Thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to The Anchored Voice. For the video edition of this, subscribe to our YouTube channel, McGuire ENTV. For audio, listen on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Until next time, stay anchored.